Nice shed quarters, dude. Thanks. This is week one. This is the end of week one. So, so you all week. I'm sorry. You've been in there all week already. Yeah, I moved in um, Sunday afternoon so that I could start Monday morning in here. Awesome. Yeah, That's it's good. been it's been great so far. A um, couple of things I had to change. Um, one of which is unfortunate. I need to get a new or different um, air conditioning unit. The one I have is um, a single hose or single vent. And so it creates, all it does is exhaust and then it just takes air in from the room. And so it creates negative pressure and also doesn't introduce any fresh air whatsoever because just recirculating the air that's in here and cooling it and and then exhausting bad air. So nope, nope, no good. I have one of those air quality monitors and the, CO2 and other stuff is just, just rises and rises and rises because it's just recirculating the same air. Yeah, so that kind of all that, that new wood, which is probably off gassing all kinds it of is. stuff. Yeah, it is. So all the, all the wood plus the teak oil is just off gassing a ton of stuff. So I just keep the French doors open all day. So I've ordered a dual, a dual hose AC that'll bring fresh air in from outside treat it and then put it out in the room and then also exhaust bad air. So that kind of sucks because it's expensive, but it's not going to work any other way. <clears throat> no, that's the way to go. Yeah. That'll be worth it. Yeah. Should have known that ahead of time, but I've never built a shed quarters before, so I didn't. So cool. Yeah. But it's nice yeah, to looks, be out. It looks nice. nice to be out of the house. Nice to like have a dedicated place to work. Um, nice to like walk outside and come to work instead of just wander into the spare bedroom. So it's been great. <clears throat> Your spare bedrooms have been pretty cluttered and stuff lately too. Yeah. Cluttered with baby stuff and unopened boxes of baby stuff and that kind of thing. So this has been fantastic because I've got cabinets and shelves and can like actually put stuff away. Um, so, yep, I'm loving it. I hope it doesn't sound too echoey. It is a, you know, a cave of plywood. So hopefully I sound okay. It's not too bad. It is a little more live than your other room, but it's, it sounds good. Yeah. As I get more stuff on the walls, hopefully some of that will be um, alleviated. All right. Well, my nap was successful. So I feel a little more awake. Yeah. So living the a- life of luxury Friday afternoon naps. Actually, I I hate taking naps, but I I always have to like convince myself like you have to take a nap, man. You have to do it. Otherwise, you're not going to get anything done today. That's and it's definitely true. I was like just not getting anything done this morning and realizing like if I don't take a nap, I won't accomplish anything today. It just feels like such a waste of time, (laughs) which of course is like would be nice. Like, uh, it's whatever, whatever's going on in my brain when I'm that busy that I don't want to take a nap mm-hmm. really means that I probably should say like, just mm-hmm. relax. Like I got too much stuff happening. Um, you know, cause my brain doesn't want to let go of whatever's going on. It's like, no, must keep working. Is this a yeah. result of the 70 hours you did last week and probably the same this week? It's part of it. Um, but not, not, Actually, no, it's mainly we have a new tenant because mm-hmm. I own a two flat. I own a two flat in Chicago and I have the, we live in the first unit 
which we've been here for 10 years and just now I'm like, why did we choose the first floor unit and not the top floor? <laughs> <laughs> so but that means the, somebody lives above you? Yes. Yeah, okay. they live above us, which has ne- never been an issue. Um, <clears throat> like our first tenant, there were a couple of girls and they would get dressed and stuff. They had a like, kind of a later schedule than we did and they'd get mm-hmm. dressed to go out in high heels and stuff. Mm-hmm. That was somewhat... <laughs> you know, the youth annoying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that we kind of, they were only there for a couple of years and it wasn't too bad. Like it was there kind of up there. They do that and then they'd leave and it was no big deal. And then for like the last seven years or so we had the same guy and he was just quiet and was on the same exact schedule as we were. And we, we just never noticed him. Uh, so I just forgot that it could be a thing. So then the new tenant, they're kind of a big person and they also set up their office right above our bedroom. So, and they are a night owl. Like, Oh really? Very, very late. And they work all night. They're a lawyer and they just work and work and work. And so they're rolling around on their chair. They're getting up and we have old squeaky floors. So I'll be like, oh, I could sleep through like the chair noise. That's fine. That doesn't bother me. But then, you know, they get up and they walk around. It's like, oh, dude. Uh, Yeah, I've been just waking up and waking up and waking up for like two weeks now. Kind of caught up to me, I think. And we got to. Oh, man. I've been trying to solve it, you know, with like noise machine and earplugs and stuff. But that's it's just the kind of noise is just cuts through that stuff. I mean, I don't really notice it. Like, I, I know I'm waking up because I just feel kind of crappy and shattered in the morning. And mm-hmm. I can sometimes remember, like, waking up and then hearing squeaking floorboards and stuff. <clears throat> you wake up at, like, 3 in the morning to squeaking floorboards above me because they're still working. <laughs> yeah. Oof. So, we're, like, we're probably going to have to reach out to them and solve that because I'm I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. It's, like, the second second nap in two weeks, I think, which is kind of weird for me. Oh man, that sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> that right. I mean, we'll work it out. We will totally work it out eventually. But yeah, it's it's a little bit shittacular at the moment. Yeah, bad, they're bad they're really too. nice tenants. They're very quiet. They just happen to do that, and it's yeah. not they're not doing anything wrong at all. We just have to sort it out. Yeah, your first problem was renting to an attorney. You should never rent to attorneys. <laughs> I have a friend who's an attorney and he's um, a very emphatic typer and like he like makes his point by how hard he's typing as if that translates into the document. The first time we had trouble sleeping, Beth was like, did they wake you up all night by like their typing noise? Yes, exactly. So loud. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, so I think there's some things I can do to like fix the squeak in the floor, which and then I'm gonna offer to buy them a carpet. Uh, that's, that's smart, you know. Like give them a budget and they can buy one, whatever they like. And then I'm gonna try like insulating. There's like the noise panels on the ceiling you can put on. I'm gonna try that. See how it goes. Um, if it's primarily, it sounds like it's primarily squeaking. But if it's chair rolling, you might buy them some um, rollerblade wheels for their chair. Instead of the hard plastic casters, I got some of those on Amazon. They're like legit rollerblade wheels, but made for office chairs. And oh. so they're the the 
a little bit softer rubber and they roll much nicer and much quieter. I got them because, you know, I'm in the shed and it's a wood floor. So good. All right. I will, uh, add that to our list of things we'll try. Yeah. I can, I can send (laughs) you the link. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So Hammerstone stuff, my only goal today is to get it, get some tests running on the front end piece that I wrote for the client. That's my goal today. That way I can, you know, because right now it's a little bit, I feel like the hot wire approach has made, it feels like a little bit like spaghetti code to me right Mm now. Um, like I like the hot wire stuff and I'm already working on it at my day job. We're going to do some stuff with it and it fits really really? there. And then, yeah. And then I've just poked around with it and it really seems like it's going to be, it's going to be awesome in a lot of situations, but this is just not one of them. It's bizarre to do it with this, uh, query builder. Uh, so it feels a, quite a bit, uh, like spaghetti code right now. It's and so it I'm like, all right, I'm, yeah, if I may, I'm like, if I make changes, like I got to update all of these things. And mm-hmm. so I want to have the test coverage so that I can like try to clean it up a little bit. Cause right now yeah. I'm like, I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. So anyway, I want the test coverage so I can feel free to change it up and then I'll be able to go faster. Cause right now, every time I'm trying to make changes, it's like slowing down. So, I so at a, at a very high level, where did you end up keeping the state? Cause we had this conversation about mm-hmm. Hotwire expects it to be a persisted object in the database, but we don't have that. So where did you end up putting it? Right. I ended up putting it, on the client. Okay. So you keep, you keep a JSON blob on the client and you send it back and forth and back and forth. Well, I send depends like some parts of it. I send the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Some parts of it. I just send a chunk of it because I'm only render, re-rendering a chunk of what I'm doing. Oh, that's right. Um, so you're only re-rendering so, like a single row or a single group of the filter, not the whole thing. <clears throat> yeah. If you think about it, the query builder is kind of like a simple pattern. It's uh, user. Well, do you take, take the blueprint, render the query based on the blueprint. Every time the user does something, modify the blueprint, re-render the template so it reflects the new thing that they just added. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, you know, fits really well in Vue and React and stuff, no problem. In this, it's like, okay, so in order, if I wanted to make it follow that pattern i think the hotwire pattern would be they would want me to do that all on the server and then the client is just kind of dumb mm-hmm. and just would say like okay you you updated the clause so you're going to like do a put to this url with this these form params or whatever mm-hmm. and then that's going to give you back your template and all your clients doing is just like sending the, the thing template. to the server and then doesn't even have to do that. Like the hot, like, well, I guess it is right. Like that's a turbo streams and mm-hmm. frames does like it just boop, puts it back in. Uh, and then like a really dumb way to do it would be like send the blueprint, the whole blueprint, re-render the whole thing with every single request and just boop, rewrite it. I kind of do that for parts of it, uh, but it's a little, a little slow and you end up with some kind of UI jankiness, like losing mm-hmm. focus and fields and stuff like that. Uh, and then the question is like, okay, yeah, for example, like it's a text field, I'm typing in text. At what point do I update the blueprint and call, recall, re, you know, have this whole thing like re-render? Cause I need to, mm-hmm. I'm storing the state if it's stored on the server or in the URL 
or like and that's the other thing is like where does the state live if i'm doing it on the server it's good am i just sending the whole thing in the url every single time it just stays in the cookie we talked about that how it's like that would just maybe fill up all the, <laughs> it would be ridiculous the number of these blueprints that would exist yeah. and just be hanging around because they're they're meant so, to be like they're meant to be eph- ephemeral until you're done basically so what i'm ended up doing is like i'm jumping through a bunch of hoops just to render markup on the server instead of doing it in the client like that's <laughs> which is the opposite like that's the whole po- they hate like the whole hotwire thing is because they hate like having stuff rendered on the client right uh, because they got all their templates already written so they don't want to have to like figure out how to go back and do all that well now i'm doing the same thing just the other direction mm-hmm. like it's i'm like wow you know what maybe i should invent some way to like just render markup on the client that would be Mm-mm. that would be nice that's what <laughs> but it's cool they won't have a dependency to add and it it's fine you yeah. know like it, it'll just work with rails out of the box rail six which is great so and it works yeah. with bullet train which is which mm-hmm. is great yeah so it's going well uh i've just made i've made a little bit of progress on it this week and last weekend in terms of um functionality like some of the functionality in that demo i did was a little bit kind of faked out mm-hmm. like it wasn't actually working so i've i got all that stuff like actually working and um yeah, so it's good. it's going good, and then I'm gonna write the test, and then I think I'm gonna try to. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm gonna try to get a couple more of the simple conditions that we have mm-hmm. done. Like get, and I want to try to get select two working with it. Select two is like a common, like select drop drop down. Uh, yeah, it has JavaScript like type, library that type ahead use. and select many and all that kind of nice stuff. Right, it's a jQuery plugin but most people have jquery and then also i don't think it's a plugin actually but it, it needs jquery and most people have jquery still in their stack especially on rails projects and then bullet train does have it and uses select two already so to kind of blend in well there yeah um, so this is i mean like we've talked about before we're just making decisions for this client only at this point and if we decide later select two needs to be pulled out or whatever who cares but we need to get this job done so that's a great idea that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Because, uh, like, for our view thing, I wrote our own select, you know, drop down that's right. custom and looks all nice and stuff and will let us do whatever we want to do. And I, I want to keep going that way with the view component. But here, I just want, I'll just use select two and they'll be happy. Yeah. Uh, and then date condition, I'll just use some, whatever date picker he's using. I could just write like a stimulus wrapper around yeah. any of these things that he's got going. And so I'm going to do that. That's going to be kind of like my goal this week until. Colleen gets to the point where we can integrate and then then I'm going to make that my number one priority because mm-hmm. I want to have an update that's like, here, look, here's the back end, here's the front end, here's the code we wrote for the back end, here's the code we wrote for the front end. Look what it does. You it know? actually selects it's records. It's a real thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's going to that's gonna be a, a huge breakthrough for like the our perception to the client or the client's perception of us and also for the speed between you and Colleen. Mm-hmm. Like once once those two things are working together, I think it's going to make things a lot more clear, especially for Colleen. And I only say that because you've done this like ten times now, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> um, but yeah, she, I can't tell you it does make me feel so much better every time she's asking questions about it. I'm like, yeah. it wasn't not just me. No, yeah, absolutely <laughs> not. 
Yeah. And she said she's close. I mean, not close to being done, but close to having like the round trip ability done. She's got, I think, basic one level conditions and, and, you know, no oars yet, but that's huge. That's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So if we can get that gel and then we'll go fast from there, I think yeah. it's going to be good. Yeah, I think so too. Good. You feel good about it? I do. Yeah. You got any other Hammerstone things? Yeah. I got one couple. other thing after your, after you go. Yeah. I got a couple Hammerstone things. We'll stay on query builder or refine as the product name is, is known. Um, so we talked, I think last week, and I think it was on the podcast about um, basically being able to like refine conditions in line. We say this thing has happened this many times between this date, um, doing that all on one row um, because that's something they want to do. Like, you know, this person opened this email, you know, this many times between January 1st and February 1st talked about that last week i figured out a way to do that that takes advantage of our numeric condition and our date condition and this is the refinements thing um that we talked about and actually works in sql and so it does it basically does like a sub select um it depends sometimes it uses a where in sometimes it uses a where exists you know just depending on your models and then refines it down by count and by date. And then we still get all of the validations from our two conditions. We get all of that for free, um, but it all plugs into a single row instead of like, because the problem was, you know, if they say where opened this email and then on another line, do open this email between these dates and on another line, do open this email, you know, five times, all of those are separate when it comes down to SQL, all of those are separate statements. And so it doesn't compute like it's not accurate. Mm-hmm. It's three separate things instead of one thing that mm-hmm. says Did this thing this many times between these dates. And so getting it all on a single condition line and being able to refine it down like that is going to be extremely powerful and not something we had. And so I figured that out this past weekend. Does it, you said numeric and date conditions. Does it only mm-hmm. work with those two? So those are the only um, those are the only means by which you can refine a condition. So okay. if you have an option condition, like if you have like the email is a good example. They opened you know a particular email that that is the option condition, and you can select you know whichever email you want, um, and then you can refine it by number of times and by date parameters so it, it i mean in theory it works it works on any it works with any condition but those are the only ways you can refine it we can potentially refine it in other ways but i haven't seen a use case of so and so i don't know how to how to build it like i don't know how we would refine a numeric condition by an option condition if that makes sense i don't know how we would do that or why anyone would do that Okay. What's an example? Like, okay. To say, what's a basic numeric condition example? Basic numeric condition would be, um, let's say age. 
age equals 32. I don't know what kind of refinement you would do on that to say age equals 32 between one and five times. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. Uh Oh, I understand. Right. Do you see what because I'm saying? If you wanted to do like age is 32 and they're tall, dark and handsome. Uh-huh. Then that would be like, you just do that as a second condition. You're fine to do that on separate condition. lines. Exactly. And that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you don't need to give them the ability to do that in one line. No. And why would you? Right. Yeah, it's okay. when you get to things that are basically has many relationships, like a yeah. you know, contact has many clicks or contact has many email opens or whatever. That's when you want to say, I want the name of the email to be FUBAR email. And I want the time that they opened it to be between February 1st and February 28th. Those have to be on the same line. Otherwise, the sequel comes out wrong and your results are bad. So that's what I'm talking about when I say refinements. Um, If it's a single attribute like is tall or age is 32, there's really nothing to refine. So, Yeah, it's only going to happen on has many's. Yeah, exactly. Unless you want to have had like infinite refinements. Emails that have many messages that have many tags. Yeah, I think there you can collapse that into top level like email.message.tag and then do your refinements on that. So um, I think I think we can already handle that, but we would have to see real data to be able to tell that for sure. Got it, got it. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds really, it seems like awesome. <laughs> Yeah, it's I'm like, super pumped about this it. We'll let you do these very deeply nested mm-hmm. uh, queries. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, we saw somebody was posting that they're trying to build one of these things. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, ours is better. <laughs> like, it's actually, at this point, it's it's going to be better than whatever you're going to want to build by yourself, which is kind of like the magic threshold. Yeah. Like, you can do f- far more than what, you're probably going to be able to come up with on your own and it looks better. And it's going to take literally one tenth, one one hundredth of the time to do it. Yeah. Like almost no time should, it's almost like a drop in with like just a little bit of writing. Yeah. To create your filter object and then works. I know. I love seeing now, obviously I, I have a keen eye for these things. And so anytime I see one in the wild or on Twitter or something, I look at it and think, can we do that? And like, most of the time, if not all of the time, yeah, we can like we can handle that. We can definitely do that, and that that's a great feeling. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, feeling pretty pumped about that. Colleen and I need to have a a long talk about those nested attributes, nested relationships, because those get those get pretty hairy. Um, yeah, are you doing it for the Laravel version already? Yeah, so I've got the refinements part, which I don't know if we want to call them refinements because the product is called Refine. I like it. No, no, no. That actually makes sense. Okay. I I was thinking like, oh, we're geniuses to call it Refine because look, you can do these refinements. (laughs) (laughs) Great. I'll I'll act like it was planned then. Yeah, so I've got got the refinements implemented in Laravel um, and we already had like related attributes. So if you wanted to say like, you know, user.manager.firstName, you could already do that. Um, and that's the part that I want to 
we'll need to talk or I'll, I will need to talk with Colleen about um, because the refinements, the refinements operate on those relationships and getting those relationships right is a little bit gnarly because we do one thing like speaking of things that most people wouldn't do. We do one thing with related attributes that makes um, the SQL way more performant. So if you had like user.manager.name is Aaron and user.manager. you know created at or hired at is a certain date or whatever. By default, like those are two different rows, right? They're different conditions on different rows with different inputs and all of that. By default, if we were naive about it, we would execute two um, subqueries, one for the name equals Aaron and one for the hired at equals, you know, 2020 or whatever. But what we do is as we're going through the filter, like as we're going through the blueprint and building up the query, we hold those relationships open until it's time to like, until it's time to basically run it. And so we can intelligently look and say, Oh, look, this like these two conditions are both operating on this relationship. And so we're going to collapse those into one single subquery so that we're not running two SQL subqueries. We're running one. And like that helps us um, not thrash the database unnecessarily. And so it's kind of intense because as you're looping through the blueprint, we're holding these relationships open for an indefinite period of time until it finally is time to close them down and commit it. But it makes it really performant. It's just really hard to pull off. Yeah. It's not so complicated. Yeah. It's not super fun, but once you get it, then it's kind of thrilling. So that's all I have on refine. Um, and one other thing is we, <laughs> you'll notice, we launched a open source Laravel package this week as Hammerstone. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I didn't um, really track how that went. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it went, it went fine. I don't think it, I don't think it um, changed the world, but I think it's good to have that kind of stuff out there. Um, so what it is, is it's called airdrop and what it is is um it's basically a way to help speed up your deployments so if nothing because when you deploy you build assets and you know when you build assets you have to you know transpile and bundle and tree shake and minimize and concatenate and all that stuff um especially if you're you know if you're using a modern JavaScript framework or you're using Tailwind CSS, you got to do the purge CSS. You, you got to do a bunch of stuff, right? Including installing node modules and everything. So what this package does is it calculates a hash of all of your inputs required to build your final production assets. And then if it already has a set of production assets that match that hash, it'll pull them down off of S3 and replace them and lets you skip oh. your whole build step. And so it's really nice when you're making a bunch of backend changes and you're deploying multiple times a day and you're trying to get it through CI. And it's like every time you push a change, it's taken three to four minutes to build and minimize assets and stuff. And so it just keeps a hash and pulls down if it, 
is available. And if not, it builds as normal. Um, so we released that this week and that's good. Um, I think it will slowly get some adoption, but it's good to have it like good to have a second thing on our website with some docs and everything. So it's out Super there. Good. Yeah. It's already starting to get some links to our site. and Yeah, exactly. And so I went around and submitted it to all the Laravel, you know, news sites and everything. So we get some links and get some content for Google. And so cool. Did you yeah. submit it to any newsletters? I didn't submit it to any. Actually, I submitted it to Laravel news, which is a website plus newsletter. Um, but I didn't submit it to any like specific newsletters. Yeah. Some of them. Well, I, yeah, like that's, I would always do that with my articles back in the, back in the day when I was pushing mm-hmm. content, uh, if you wrote something and th- like th- so a lot of the newsletters that I subscribe to, well, most of them are all Peter Cooper's newsletters Okay, and you could just email him directly. I think, although I, I don't know what he's doing these days. That's, <laughs> that's what I used to do. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but he's got a section for open source projects really in most of his newsletters. Yeah. And they just give you a link. Hmm. Okay. I will look for some of those. I'm only aware of a very small number. Probably Laravel news. That might already be a Peter Cooper. That might already be one of his. No, it's two other, it's two other guys. Um, so I need to look around a little bit wider. Those are just the two that I know, but yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. So I have, all right, you got anything else? Because nope, I got one nothing else. agenda item. Tell me. I want us to consider paying for editing for Full Stack Panic, the podcast, and then I'll sponsor ah, Okay, tell me more and tell us what Full Stack Panic is. Full Stack Panic is a podcast that I started like a year ago for, it's for developers and it is targeted around the feeling or the problem that we all have of struggling to keep up and feeling like none of us knows uh, like we're always behind and that we, (laughs) and that we're always um, in danger of losing our jobs because we're becoming dinosaurs and it happens super, super fast uh, because tech stacks change super, super fast and, and that feeling and like how to deal with it, how to, build your career around that and, and navigate that challenge, which is kind of unique to our industry. Mm-hmm. So I did a series of podcast interviews with people like therapists and uh, salary negotiators and coaches, stuff like that. And I stopped because I stopped the business. So therefore I didn't have the money to keep dumping into it. It was like, it was like 500 bucks a month to pay for the the editing. Okay. And I did like four ups a month or something like that. Um, and yeah, it was just too much. And what was the business uh, it was leading into? Full stack panic. Yeah. Full stack panic is m- not so much leading into a business as it is to my sort of like personal life mission, <laughs> which is to help other people have better jobs. And so it was, it was make uh, jobs less shitty lead gen for like your courses and training and all of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't even that it was more like a longer term. Like I'd sort of refocused on realizing that that's something that 
is important to me. Mm-hmm. So it was just okay. doing that. Got it. But it's targeted at developers. And uh, I think, you know, if I did another season, I already have recordings done to do like another season. I just ran out of editing juice. Like, and I have no time no. to do it. So I have to pay somebody to, to do the editing. Okay. Uh, so you're, I could proposing, do another season. you're proposing that this become a hammerstone venture and we bring it in as full stack panic by hammerstone and use hammerstone money to do the editing and that kind of stuff. Is that right? Well, yeah. I mean, or we could just hammerstones a sponsor. That's either way. It's fine. It could be a hammerstone thing too. I kind of like that actually. It is, it is its own site and everything right now mm-hmm. and its own branding and stuff, but we could, uh, we could link it up. Yeah. And make it a hammerstone like link from the hammerstone mm-hmm. thing, making a hammerstone product. Sure. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Well, I'm on, I'm on board. I'm on board with spending our hammerstone money to get it edited and whatever. I think the key is going to be what's the easiest, not the easiest. What's the um, fastest and least painful way for us to do that. Cause like you said, you don't have time. So if it's yeah, literally so- just like, get it edited, get the ones you have done edited and I guess record like a sponsor at the beginning of Hammerstone or whatever. Yeah. So it's super low key commitment on my end. If it's not, if I don't have to do the editing. Mm -hmm. So the, like this, we do this, this doesn't, this is fine. This doesn't eat up basically any of our time. Mm -hmm. It's just like a really quick, like, you do some quick thing with Descript and then upload it. Mm-hmm. It's a little more work because we have kind of low expectations for our <laughs> right for the show quality for this. The full stack panic podcast is meant to be like a little bit more produced, not super nice, but like a little more produced. Yeah. So when I was doing it and I had the budget, I was I had it down like it was like maybe an hour and a half per ep, including actually like recording, like doing the interview. So and I would do those like once a week. I mean, it was it was real minimum. Um, in terms of my my own personal investment, I just don't have the time to do the editing, mm-hmm. which is why I was paying somebody to do it, and then I didn't have the money, so I stopped. So, so the whole thing came to a halt. Well, I'm on board with it being using Hammerstone money to do full stack panic. Now, how we, you know, how we integrate it so that it best boosts Hammerstone, I don't really know, but. I mean, you've got some great, you've got some great interviews with some great people. And I think it's, I think it would be good marketing if nothing else to get your, your slash our name out there. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it would be, I could just re-edit all the old podcasts to add a sponsored by Hammerstone thing. Mm -hmm. uh, And then edit all the new ones that I already have recorded. Launch that as like a season two. Um, you know, all the Hammerstone stuff. We'll have like a created by Hammerstone mm-hmm. logo or something on the full sack panic page. And then, um, yeah. And see what that gets us. So like the podcast thing, I feel like it's a long-term play. Uh, I was slowly gaining subscribers. I had like a couple hundred, you know, That's great. listeners. Yeah. Um, and, it's also another reason to an excuse to email my list, which would be an excuse to start warming that up and then calling that list. That way we have, 
Right. You know what I mean? Like this, that's something I need to do. We can use that asset eventually to talk about our products. Yep. Uh, but then also the podcast thing is awesome because it's, it's a, when you have a kind of nicely produced podcast with like good guests, it's an excuse to invite other guests who yep. are Big time. often useful connections to make, you know? So that's, yep. so we'll see what that gets us. But I think it's a kind of a minimum investment and we have a little bit of cash now. So it seemed, I was like, yeah, maybe, maybe we should consider that. So it do sounds it. like we're yep. up for that. Okay. Super on board. Do it. Okay, cool. And you already have, presumably you already have an editor that you know and has worked with it and sounds like you just need to start stuff. Yeah, I do. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah, I say go for it. Okay. As long as it's not going to make you even more stressed or tired. Sounds like it's something you enjoy. The actual interview parts. Yes, I do actually enjoy those. And I have been just like, feeling so bad that I had all these interviews just sitting yep. there. You know that feeling. Just yeah. waiting. I'm like, I really want to do this, but I have absolutely no time or money to do this right now. So uh that would be awesome. And I can probably have enough content for a season without even having to do interviews. So you know. Great. So that'd be cool. Good idea. Resurrect that thing. Definitely. You had, you had cover art made for it after all. It's like a real podcast. <laughs> yeah, and actually, I had the guy draw a version of the T Rex with a mask on, so no we do COVID edition. Yeah, oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, the cover art's this adorable T Rex. What is he? Is he holding? He's holding something, or he has a T shirt on? A laptop. He's got a laptop, yeah. and he's got like a CSS is awesome T shirt. Yeah, the one where it overflows the box. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Good idea. I'm for it. Okay. Cool. And then I can't wait to figure out other marketing. Like, I think Reddit ads are going to be useful for us mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I can't wait to start working on that stuff. I know. It's going to be nice. I uh, I tweeted this past week about how hard it is to get something off the ground and how everything you have to do is a fractal of more things you have to do. <laughs> and that's just- totally true every every little thing it's like well that depends on this which depends on that which depends on this well and also everything you do is always like a crappy version of the thing you need to do so it's like well i could spend infinite amount of time on this Mm -hmm. but i need to do this other thing and it's just as important so i can't do that so i have to do kind of like as best i can on this landing page and then get this you know set up over here Oh, it's ridiculous. Forever and ever and ever till the heat death of the universe. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then that's the fun part. Like it's stressful to get it started, but then once it started, it's just like infinite tweaking. And to me, I don't mind that. That's different. No, it's definitely the inertia at the beginning where it's like, I don't have a system in place. And so I can't, I can't just run something through the system or I can't improve the system. Like I have to invent the system from scratch it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I've always felt like everything that I've done business-wise or anything, honestly, I've noticed this for coding projects, for house projects, for anything. The most important thing is to have it end up being a complete thought as best you can. Like even if it's wrong, it's important to have it represent like represent a complete thought. 
So uh, then I believe that gives you like some sort of abstraction that your brain can latch onto and then fix and go from there. Yeah. But if it's not a complete thought, if you're like, "Eh, just, you know, like hurry up and just like cram this thing and get it. So there's, that's the threshold is like, it doesn't have to be perfect, but it needs to be a complete thought. I think totally that's, that's kind of been like my heuristic for how much work I should put into a thing. Very good heuristic. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't have to be a perfect thing, but it has to be complete. The level, the level of perfection varies, but the level of completeness needs to be equal to one. <laughs> totally complete. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what we've been struggling with for so long is getting the first complete version done for <laughs> refine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that is different. That is a different mistake kind of mistake, I think. I mean, but yes. Regardless uh, of if it was a mistake, that's the thing. Like people keep saying, you know, just launch a crappy version. And it's like, it's not. Well, there is not no a crappy com- version. Yeah, it's not a complete anything. Yeah. Like maybe when we launch it, it will be crappy. I don't think it will, but it will be complete. Right. And that's the thing that's hard. It's like there's nothing to launch until the first version is complete. Well, yeah. If it doesn't do anything, it's it not a thing. Do anything. Yeah. <laughs> and that's yeah. I mean, that's that's where we're at with like Colleen, and at least I had like a demo to show mm-hmm. the client. You know, like here's the front end. Hey, it looks. It's gonna look like this. The hot wire stuff works. Uh, but we don't have a thing yet. Like right, and because we're not talking to the back end yet, we got there's no round trip together. whatsoever. Right. Yeah. So. We'll get that and then it should go pretty fast from there. Yeah, I think so. All right, wrap it up there for today. Yep, I think so.